When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Nathan, uh, you know, we've done a lot of uh, podcasts talking about um, future collectibles. Yeah. Uh, But today we're going to do a very special one talking about not future collectibles, but now collectibles. In other words, cars that are for sale now Mm. that are very collectible. So not cars that, you know, were hot like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, but cars that you could buy now and we think you should hold on to for the next 30 years or less. <laughs> that, that is correct. Um, some of these cars are pretty obvious, but not all of them are. Um, you may have noticed uh, behind me, there's an interesting vehicle, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, keep in mind that we know that prices right now are crazy. Hopefully they'll come back down a little bit. But um, this is still something that we feel right now if you go to a dealership and buy a vehicle, the ones that we're talking about are the ones that may actually not only hold their value, but gain value as time goes on. Yeah, and I've got a list of ones from the last 10 years that I would also consider buying that, mm-hmm. that are certainly, you know, uh, ones that are on my list that I'm looking, always looking for. As you know, uh, I just uh, we just bought a car that I've been looking for, and that's the 2014 Spark EV. Yeah. And the reason we bought that was because only in 2014 did the Spark EV have 400 pound-foot of torque, which is crazy for a front-wheel drive electric car. It, it is. It's not a normal electric car by any means. No, I think Mary Barr did a burnout from uh, the Detroit Auto Show in 2013 when they unveiled it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just a crazy little car. It is. Anyway, so you know, there's always like a set of cars that I'm looking for, uh, and I'll let you in on that set of cars so that you know what I think is collectible. But let's talk about cars that you could buy right now, uh, and starting with the one that's behind you. Yep, that's the Acura NSX. Might be one, still one of the best driving vehicles I've driven, like all around great driving vehicles. Um, right now, currently, according to Acura, they're running at about 157.7. Um, good luck finding them for that price. They have a 573 horsepower combined powertrain that's turbocharged V6 with three electric motors, technically speaking, and an all-wheel drive system that is astonishing. In fact, we even took one of these into the snow and got to go sideways and have a really good time. That was, what, about four years ago I think we did that? I think three years. Yeah, something like that. When it it first came out, yeah. Yeah, and that was was a blast. It's such a great car. You know, the car has so much, uh, like, cool and... 
future tech in it. So for instance, when you floor it, right, it goes and takes off an electric mode. So there's no engine note. And then once you get past kind of the first 10 miles an hour, then the engine kicks in and all of a sudden you hear it. It's crazy. It also has like this crazy torque vectoring uh, where because it's got independent motors in the front where yeah. it can actually send power, not hit the brakes, but actually send power to the motor that's on the wheel that is on the outside of the curb so that it spins the tire faster so that you go around a curb like it's, well, on rails. It, it, it's uncanny how good it handles. It makes you feel like a better driver. I've driven McLarens that I didn't feel as buttoned down as this car is. Yeah. It's but, incredible. And, you know, I, I think there was like this race to be the first manufacturer to come up with the first, uh, let's call it hyper or supercar that was hybrid, right? right so right. Porsche, Ferrari, Ferrari and, and, and McLaren. And McLaren. And then somehow the... NSX was part of that race, and then it got delayed and delayed and delayed. Well, yeah, there were a lot of problems with it, uh, and they go all the way back to its early conception. You know, we've heard about this car for like five years before they finally were able to bring it out. And one of the reasons why was they couldn't quite get the system to work right. They even had a really bad fire with one of their prototypes on the racetrack. And this kid comes along, completely rewrites the entire system, simplifies everything, for Acura and turns it into this little beast that it is. And it's a really overlooked vehicle, Roman. Yeah, They're yeah. not selling many. Yeah, I think that uh, because of that delay, they missed that wave, right? There was that wave yeah. and it crashed ashore and then, you know, here comes the Acura. Uh, or it might be Honda in Europe, actually. I think it is a Honda in Europe. It is in, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just too late. People were like over it. They were done with it. But that doesn't make the car any less interesting, any less fun. Or I, capable. Or capable. I was just looking around... Uh, uh, if you know they've come down in value, so I saw a 2017 for 117. 100, how much did I say? 121,000, I think. No, well, one of them was 117. The other, and that was in Florida. Well, that's dubious. Um, yeah, and, and there was, there one was in, another one, one for 124 in, uh, in in Arizona. Arizona, which a better place to buy a vehicle in terms of <laughs> a little less. Um, uh, well, well, let's let's terms. say humid and rusty. Yeah, yeah, and, and less of a chance of having uh, yeah, illegal yeah, well, substances in the yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of white powder in the thing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> anyway, you know, I've driven it. I got to go on the racetrack with it. Uh, it's a hell of a car. We did a video where we did just you know one after another zero to sixties. I think it's like in the three and a half second range. Uh, it's a pretty incredible car. The interior sort of lets it down. It's kind of funky. It, it's not the best interior, it, but it's it like is a, comfortable it's Honda, like, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a fancy Honda, and yeah. which which is. Accurate, but, at, but the other thing is, it will drive every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It will, it, and all the components on the inside will hold up. It's not one of those things where you hit a button and you really hope that that button actually is going to work that day. It's, yeah. it's going to work. Super nice materials, just you know the kind of the, the design, and they do uh, they do them in like funky colors. Like you can get you know like I'm, I remember I think there was one that was orange with a blue interior. Yep, that's, blue that's leather the one interior. I drove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so polarizing. I couldn't even look at myself on video when we were editing. Um, it's it's insane. But the, the bottom line here with this vehicle, I think, is that it is one of those, it, it's going to be such a in-demand vehicle in the future because it has that future tech. It still has an internal combustion engine. It's just got so much And, and they're not it. selling many of them. I mean, no. I mean the, the key to collectivity, collectivity, collectivity I don't know the key to having a car be collectible is you know make sure that it's rare right that right they, for whatever or reason, will be rare or will be rare that they didn't build a lot of them uh, and unfortunately because you know I think Honda missed a wave uh, they're 
becoming very rare, uh, and I think that'll make them very collectible. I'm not sure. I, I guess I could look up on uh, on Wiki how many they've built, but I'm sure it's in the if it's in the thousands, it's too many. It it, it is, and uh, the, they didn't you know altogether when you combine the sales, it, it looks a little bit more impressive. But year to year, it's not great. The other thing, one final thing I wanted to say is Both that in America, yes, in Ohio. Um, Whenever I see somebody cool like a celebrity getting out of one of these, I yeah. have a lot more respect for them when, as opposed to them getting out of a Lamborghini or something like that. Really, I, I do. I, it's strange. It's like, you know the value of a dollar. You also know you're driving a hell of a car and it's cool. So that, that's just, that's a personal All thing. Right, I'm here on the second generation known as the NC1 2016 to present. Yeah. Uh, U.S. and European sales figures. In 2016, they sold 269 in America, a zero in Europe. In 2017, they sold 581 in the U.S., which means most of them will be 2017, so that's just mm -hmm. how it goes. Which is why we're finding so many. 126 in Europe. In 2018, they sold 170 in the U.S., 45 in Europe. Mm -hmm. In 2019, they sold 238 in the U.S., more, Yeah. and uh, only 36 in Europe. And in 2020, they sold 128. So if I add all that up, I think there's, a a thousand, over a thousand. there's about 1,000 of them right now in the world, which is nothing compared yeah, to... Yeah, that's a know, drop in the bucket. Like how many... Pick the sports car of your dreams. Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, you know, well, Porsche's ridiculous. Well, Lamborghini numbers. certainly builds a lot more like Gallardo's. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, something to keep in mind. And this car, for every reason, should be selling. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, Roman and I are very much in agreement on that one. Get yourself one, hold on to it, uh, and just pray that the batteries don't give out. <laughs> batteries will be fine. <laughs> All right. What, what else is on your next list? Oh, okay. Now, now just a grain of salt with okay. this one, right, and I have right. to explain it. All right. It's the 2021 Volkswagen Jetta GLI. Okay. $27,000 basically. These all, I'm rounding up a right. little bit or rounding around. Uh, 228 horsepower manual transmission. Yeah. Very, very quick little car. We just had it at the office. Yes, we did. And, and it was a fun car to drive. But it's also currently, currently, the fastest, most exciting Volkswagen you can get in the United States. Remember, the GTI is not here right now. My point is, Volkswagen is electrifying. So their entire fleet over the next 10 years is going to be flushed out in terms of internal combustion, and they're going to be bringing in electrification big time. You know how much they've invested. It's billions. So you're saying kind of last of a breed. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. So it's kind of like get, get them while you can, and it's a really reasonable price for a pretty damn good little car. You know, um, that one might be one where I would like, it's going to depreciate. I would like wait 10 years and then buy it in 10 years when it's all electric. It, it, it might it, be it, too late. Just don't don't wait too long. Yeah, it's what you'll you'll have to read the tea leaves. But, uh, you know, it's I would say keep an eye on it. For those Volkswagen fans out there, think about it. You know, uh, there's going to be a point in time where they're not going to be offering manual transmissions or internal combustion engines. <laughs> and then it's too late, right? The, the, the one that, that is problematic, but that might be much more collectible. Remember, we took it to the Springs and uh, to Pikes Peak. Oh, the GLI uh, cup uh, no, edition. No, the G, it was the. Um, it was a diesel cup, cup. cup. Yeah. 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 Oh God, that thing was such a pit. I loved it and I hated it at the same time because it handled great, but it, it was a diesel with a manual transmission. It was really uh, tuned to a point to where he would stall it almost every time you get it off the line. It was. It just didn't behave actually, like a normal car. Actually, that's one of my cars on my list, you know, to buy because it's so unusual. They're really rare. I found one with like 250,000 miles in Texas. Yeah, which and somebody, it was probably like slammed and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Somebody yeah. slammed it. Mm. But, you know, a diesel manual uh, cup edition, right? I think they actually raced them. There was like a cup that, series. That's exactly it. They had yeah. a whole series yeah. that lasted a couple of years, actually. Yeah. Uh, really hard to find in the United States. Really collectible. 
for the for Volkswagen fans. Yeah. Um, and then they still have this GLI, which is still out there and will be out there for in the next couple of years. And I believe that it's kind of the last of a breed, a performance sedan, small sedan that has a manual transmission and is just a hoot to drive and relatively affordable. So, yeah, that might be in the future something to look forward to in terms of collectability. I'm trying to find a Jetta competition here on Auto Trader. Yeah, let's, good see, luck. Let, let's see if one of those even exists. Are you exists. doing a nationwide search? Yeah. I do a worldwide search at this point. Hold on. I'm doing. There, there's, while you're looking, um, I wanted to let people know that um, one of the things I did with the GLI, which uh, kind of proved to me that it's just such a great car. Now, I do prefer the GTI because I prefer hatchbacks. It's just a functionality thing, and I like the look of them better. But the GLI, I had my whole family in the car, so there's four of us, and we were getting onto the highway. And this guy in a, I, I would say it was a late 90s, uh, or, or no, early 2000s, so maybe 2003, Subaru, um, call it? Legacy Turbo, okay? I'm sure some of you guys know what I'm talking about. They're pretty powerful. And this guy had totally you know, put a wing on it, lowered it, and all this other crap. And it was one of those things where you had to you know, really push it to get to the light. I absolutely trounced him trounced him getting to that light and then getting onto the freeway the car wasn't breathing heavy or anything my family had no idea that i had just absolutely taken this guy at the light and it's such a well-behaved car and remember it has a different rear suspension than the regular jetta so it's sort of unique i just i really do think the world of that car i think it handles wonderfully so well there's one for sale a tdi cup edition a 2010 uh-huh. uh, looks like it's in texas maybe the same one i found before it's probably the same one. looks like it's been uh, you know they've done some stuff to it right thirteen thousand four hundred and forty nine dollars how many miles on it uh one hundred and thirty thousand, and it's got those cool tartan seats you know with the tartan interior yeah yeah, yeah. it's an automatic who wants an automatic well, at least you install it. No, no, no. You want the you want the manual. You want so, the manual. That, yeah. that that's the really rare one. Oh, look! It's got seller common CPI, high pressure fuel pump, complete turbo. Yeah, so. yeah. Custom intake. Blah blah. Anytime I see that Sierra turbo, look, guys. Here's the thing: if you're collecting cars uh, and you wanna make your car your own, in other words, like do a Maloney stage three tune with full ERG, right? Right, right. That car is going to become almost unsellable because what you've done is you've taken a collector car and you've basically turned it into uh, straight to the junkyard car because no collector wants a car that you've made your own. If, if you're lucky, what you'll be able to do is sell it to another kid. Yeah, who's somebody know. who will appreciate it, but it'll never be worth any money. Right. You, you've taken whatever collectability was in the car and you've completely removed and, and, and look, it. Look, I'm all for tuning things. I love tuning things, but just understand that you take the value out of it because what any buyer, first thing any buyer wants is the original version, right? An That's unmolested it. version of the car. And then the second thing they're going to ask is you know you've done all this work to it what has it done to the like you know longevity of the engine and brakes and powertrain yeah. and chances are nothing good right well normally when you do that when you do those types of upgrades that means you're taking it to the track and you're going to beat up yeah, on it exactly. and really really treat it you know harshly meaning that you're going to lower its overall life and most people are smart enough to understand that they get it, and as such, you're not going to have an easy time selling that vehicle. Not, not at least to a collector. Yeah, the the ad says and several upgrades. I would say downgrades, because mm. like, look, as much as you know, the local tuning shop is great for making your car go quicker and making it unique and making it yours. They're not the factory. 
No. They, they don't have the expertise. They don't have the engineering prowess. They don't have the engineering team. They don't have the test track. They don't have you know, yeah. the, the, the decades of experience. So, yeah, they're going to make it quicker, but they're not going to make it better. Yeah, uh, just keep that at in mind. At least from a collector standpoint. From a collector standpoint, yeah. Um, we sh- let's look at the next one. Uh, and this is another one where it's a, it takes a grain of salt. But it might be the only collectible Korean car on my list. Okay, Korean car. It's mm-hmm. for sale now? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Veloster N? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I figured, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd get one. one That's of a hell of a car. Oh, hell yeah. And it's not going to last forever. Ima- imagine like a first gen. And don't get the previous Veloster. No, 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 no. Get the current one. The current one's platform is so much better. The previous one was sort of like a, an accent platform or something. Yeah, the first gen was really no not great. Yeah, yeah but imagine like getting your hands on the original GTI. That yeah. would be, uh, you know, a, a serious uh, and really cool collectible. So is the current Veloster N. Yeah, the Veloster N. Now, right now, they're a, a bargain at thirty-two thousand five. Basically, is what you can get them at. Now, I know, I know, uh, uh, it's going to be more. They're expensive. tuned by Mr. Beerman, who used to tune M cars for BMW. <laughs> that's right, and he he's pretty serious. Two hundred and seventy-five horsepower. And that's going through the front wheels, but it's going through a fairly tricked tricked out front end. You, you know, I'm a hundred percent with you on that car. You know why, Nathan? Mm. Because. Um, like the first GTI, I got to drive the first GTI at mm-hmm. a Volkswagen program with Andre. Yeah. It was so raw, right? I mean, let's face it, the, the current GTI is a wonderful car, but as a sports car, they've kind of refined a lot of the fun out of it. It's, it's more almost, of an Audi than, than, than right, a Right, yeah, it's, it's almost too refined, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas the N is still like, you can still sense that like the, the race car guys put it together and, and it hasn't you know fully cooked in the oven. And that can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like my molars were shaking when I was driving one, and I only drove one once. I've driven a bunch of the other Velosters at just, you know, whenever I could get a chance, be it a fan's car or whatever. Um, I, I, I love them because they're so quirky and weird. You know, three doors on the car, not four. It's It looks unique. It sits, it has a very interesting stance to it, you know what I mean? Cornering is phenomenal, and then the port horsepower getting out of that corner and slamming your foot down and making it connect is just otherworldly. And the reason I think it may be a future collectible or a current collectible and two doors on one side, one door on the other. Yeah, that's what I mean. The three door, <laughs> um, but no, that's not the reason why, it's because they're not going to be building them forever. Once again, another car company yeah. that's moving towards electrification big time, and you know this because you've gone to events. For Hyundai Kia, yeah, and you've overheard them say, "I'm sure, hey, look, the future is electric." It's like it's like getting the first Type R, which we didn't get here in the U.S., but no, it'd be like getting your hands on the first Type R, the first GTI. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, get it, have fun with it, and hold on to it. It'll depreciate, but uh, but I think it'll it'll move back up. Yeah, yeah there's I think going to be a glut. People are going to want them. Yeah, I think it'll move back up quicker than than later. Yeah. Um, so it, and and there's one more thing uh, just just to say this they actually have this golf blue oh it's beautiful and it, and, and yeah. if you put a little bit of uh, and as much as I hate orange you put a little orange on there and the next thing you know it really does look hey, kind of like Le Mans that golf blue is the same color of our spark TV maybe we should do like a Porsche livery on it oh god god yeah go <laughs> sure why not Roman <laughs> <laughs> the big the big like the round number one on the hood <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can manage to make that car, you know, put the slicks on the front and everything else and turn it into a drag strip little vehicle, that'd be freaking awesome. Actually, it would be pretty cool to do a livery on a spark like that. I, I think nobody else is doing it. Nobody, I love that. Either that or, you know, what else you could do with that? That, uh, that color is very similar uh, to uh, Scooby-Doo's uh, 
band, right? So you could oh, make it into the mystery machine. Make it into a mystery machine. Wow. In Colorado. Uh, okay. Put now a, we're we're definitely in some weird territory. Put a big smoke 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 machine inside. So every time I open the door, the smoke machine kicks in. We are in, in Colorado. I'm sure we can figure that out. I never got that as a kid watching those cartoons. Only when I got older did I figured it out. Oh, uh, <laughs> the, the stoner Shaggy and yeah, and the Scooby Doo yeah. treats. That's, yeah, there's there's actually a pretty good song about that stuff too. Um, we should probably move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, go for it. Um, and the next one, uh, this one makes sense, and I know a lot of you are like going to be like, yeah, duh. Wait, wait, tell me the brand. I'll take a guess. Chevrolet. A current Chevrolet. Uh, a C8? No. Really? Not no. a Corvette? No. Nah. Really? Nope. Is it a car or a truck? Car. It's a car. I'm only doing cars. Okay, only cars. A C, uh, Not a C8, a current Chevy. All right, I'm stumped. What? What? I would say a C8, but go for it. Yep, Chevrolet Camaro, yeah. ZL1. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Convertible. Yeah, yeah. I, any ZL1. Yeah, but yeah. the convertible because really you can the, see out of it. Huh? <laughs> you can see it. You can actually see it and spin it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is true. <laughs> only if your head's only going to stick out of it. At least you've got a lot of you got a lot of air around you. you uh, <laughs> a lot of space around you. Um, Six hundred fifty horsepower. Six-speed manual transmission. Even I forgot one. about the Camaro. It's it's funny. It's I, I it's know, hard, and, and it's, it's about to go away. It's hard to have two like premier sports car in one brand. Well, it, it, it's hard when you don't market them right. I, yeah. I think that Chevrolet has totally fallen on their face with the, their marketing and and their future planning. They need to tell people what they're having. I, on. I don't. I don't think it's even marketing. I think it's also like engineering, right? Well, I mean, I mean, Camaro's an amazing car. Yeah, I mean, it's like the engineering team is divided between Corvette and Camaro. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's just hard. It, they're very different vehicles, and it's a real shame that they don't celebrate the differences as opposed to putting the Camaro in the background and like, okay, well, we have a new color. Here's Wild Cherry, and you know, okay, if you want it, there it is. My point is that this car is another one that will not be around forever. We've been hearing rumors that it's going to be discontinued very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, they'll probably consider doing some sort of electrified version of it, but that's different. This is, and the reason I chose the convertible is because there is only one other car that offers a convertible, Mustang, Yeah. Uh, that is in this league, um, and Mustang's a little bit later on the list. But this car... Just, just go to the Mustang right now. Why not? Well, Which, well let, me, let me finish with this okay, one. Okay, yeah. Uh, 6.2 liter V8, one of my favorite V8s, and this car is a banshee. It is just bat, you know what, out of its mind, and at the same time, it's a decent cruiser. I really do think so. Yeah, Plus, I agree. if you can't afford it, you can get the turbo, which is decent, or that V6, which is actually a damn good little V6. So they really do have some other options out there. I do recommend the convertible because it's only because it, you can't fit otherwise or see out of the damn thing. Really, really impressive car. $72,000 for the ZL1 convertible with the manual and some goodies. Yeah, I think what happened was that uh, the Corvette just sucked all the air out of the room. That's exactly that's for, for yeah. Chevy sports cars, and they didn't bother doing anything to to like show the world. Oh no, we still have this, and look how amazing yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's jump to the Mustang. I'm gonna yeah. take a guess. Uh, the, the newest one, of course, is a Mach One. Yep. Nope. Nope. Not the Mach One. It's a great car, but no. Okay. Uh, I the, have my reasons. The Bullet. Nope. Uh, I love the Bullet. The, the Bullet's one of my favorite Mustangs ever. Okay, not the Bullet. Uh, the five hundred GT five hundred. Nope. No. No. GT350? No. GT. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it took me like five, five cars to get to it. <laughs> well, but, but here's my reason. Um, the Mustangs give you a lot of uh, product. It's similar to uh, 
uh, sorry, Camaro. But you can get a 460 horsepower Mustang GT that is really good right off the bat without any of the stuff from the factory for $36,000. I mean, that is a very inexpensive collectible if you yeah, think about it. The one problem with the GT is it's got a really crappy transmission. No, the manual's great. Uh, no, I, it's I not good. No it's sloppy. It. It's not. It's, it's a really. The, I, I like the, the the one that's in the Camaro a little bit more. It's a little bit more. But I, so, I have so, no problem. with so it. So with the Mach One, you get the Tremac. Is it Tremac? Tremac. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Mu- it's the same one that's in the GT three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Right. It's a much better transmission. So, but it's a much the, more expensive car. Yeah, it's like I want to say a Mach One is like what sixty five ish. Right. Basic. Basically, it's like a GT three hundred and fifty without the flat plane crank. So you get you get you still get more horsepower like the Mach One. I think you get like twenty more horsepower, mm-hmm. uh, but you get the better transmission. I, I, I'm not disagreeing, but the thing about the GT that I really I, I find compelling that many of you may find compelling is that it's so much car for so little money. Yes. It really is. It gives you a lot of car for the dough. Yeah, they yeah. handle great. It's really good uh, sound. They feel good and they're really well put together. Yes, the the, the, the transmission is not as exact as the you know higher level one i think it's just fine right off the right, bat but from like a collectability standpoint i think if you're going to rank mustangs gt500 gt350 uh probably the bullet probably the mach one and then gt and then way at the bottom would be the four cylinder turbo yeah uh, to a certain degree but the other side of it is yeah, or the or the straight six which is you know no longer in production uh no, the v6 the v6 i'm sorry the v6 which is straight to run yeah they, they they got rid of that actually the four cylinders which be. actually sounded good uh, but the four-cylinder is so much better. Yeah, it is. A it better. gives you so much more car. But my point is that you get a lot for the money. Yeah. And um, the four-cylinder is great as it is, and that's the same four-cylinder or a very similar one that's even inside the Ford Ranger. And now the Bronco, I think, has that as a base model engine. Um, the Mustang GT is just a lot of car for the money. And for those of you who are like, mm, I really do want to get a great car that I can hold on to for 10 years and maybe the value might go up, this might be it. Because remember, Ford's another car company that is, well, car truck company really, that is looking at electrification in the very near future. So they may not have this type well, of... Well, heck, Nathan, they have a Mach-E. Yeah, they do. And uh, there are an awful lot of rumors about the next Mustang, regular Mustang, being a hybrid. And I doubt it'll be a manual transmission, and I doubt it'll be you know this much enjoyment for this little money. I'm trying to find production numbers on uh, the Mustang, uh, and that's not as easy because they built a lot more of them uh, than they did. Oh God! Can I move on to the next one while yeah. you do that? Yeah, I can't find it. Go for the next one. Uh, the next... Tell me the brand. I'll, I'll take a Toyota. Guess. Come on. A current Toyota Supra. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would definitely buy the Supra all day yeah, long. I yeah. think it, once again it's going down. Unfortunately, down that NSX road, but it shouldn't. It's a hell of a car. It's a hell of a car, but if, it's about if, to have a problem. If you're under six feet tall, if you're like if you're <laughs> that, over six, you don't. It's fit. such a pain for even me, oh. and I'm shorter than you. Yeah. And I am very uncomfortable in that car. You know, one of my problems is actually the seat's okay. Um, it's it's the way the uh, roof slants backwards. Yeah, the roof I can't is, see out of the thing, and it's just it's too tight. If you're watching this on YouTube, here's my hand. And here's the sill of the top, you know, of the windshield. And I can't even see Nathan because I, I can't. If I look left, all I see is like a little slit. I have right. To kind of, I have to kind you of have to lower your head down and, yeah. and kind of crane it in order yeah. to see out of the thing. Yeah, why they made it so small, I don't I don't. I don't I, I, especially because they had, well, whatever. Uh, so as many of you know, the it has the 
six-cylinder turbocharged engine out of a Z3. That's a straight six. Yeah, that, that is a proper engine, by the way. In fact, the powertrain is the best part of this car. Yeah, yeah the BMW powertrain is beyond excellent. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm not thrilled with the fact that they did not offer a manual transmission option, even in the four-cylinder version, which is a lot less. This one costs uh, just over $50,000. It's like fifty-one. And you can get a much less expensive version, the four-cylinder. Four-cylinder is just not as good. No, I agree. It's, it, 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 the six-cylinder is the one you want. And here's the problem with it. It's one letter. One letter. One letter is the problem. Give me a hint. Z. I'm not even going to Oh, yeah. That. Okay, yeah. That's, That's true. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, Nissan's not screwing around, man. Uh, I, I talked to a lot of the guys on the inside. Can't give you too much info, but I can tell you that they're about to come out with a vehicle that is going to be more than comparable to this vehicle, will offer a manual transmission, and most likely will be a lot less expensive. So, you know, that's a problem for Toyota. And also, that's a future collectible, and, and, but we haven't driven it yet, so I can't give it. And I you. think their prototype is pretty much what the production version is going to look like. It's yeah, pretty beautiful. They, they pretty much were yeah. saying that. Too. Yeah, they nailed it out of the ballpark. I mean, it's I a, think it's great. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. And uh, it's not, you know, part... I don't know, BMW or Audi or Mercedes. This is all Nissan. This it's is all Nissan, yeah. Yeah, uh, Infinity-based engine pretty much and a few other things going on. So that's the negative. But the positive is this car I don't think will be around that much longer. I think that it, it'll have a 10-year run, even though it's Toyota. I think, But it's already into its 10-year run, like two years in, right? Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't understand platform sharing among... Manufacturers, Especially Toyota, it, like it, one of the biggest it never, in the world. It never works, right? I mean, think about the Fiat, the Fiat, right? The Fiat 124. Okay, well, that, was, that was poorly executed. Right. Or think about the A-Class and the Infiniti, right? They were they shared a platform. That was an issue, too, with the uh, power it, it, they never They never do well. You know, they get panned by journalists because we're like, if you can't develop it yourself, what's the point? Uh, and they never sell very well. Right? Well, no, that's not necessarily true. It depends on the... There's lots of platform sharing that goes very, very far, but in terms of performance vehicles, I think that that's an issue. Um, some people are going to look at the Super SLK Crossfire. Oh, uh, that was the, horrible too. Oh, the Crossfire was such a legendarily horrible car. <laughs> just I, I, any example I can think of of platform sharing, it's just a train wreck. Yeah, it, it was a real issue with uh, that car. <laughs> um, okay, so the thing about the, uh, the the Super that I wanted to make a point about is that. It was the first big step for Toyota to come back to performance. And, you know, because they went away from it. Yep. And now they're back, and I think that this, that's the whole point of the car. And now they're looking at their new 86, which is more powerful. They're talking about this incredible uh, all-wheel drive little hatchback that we may or may not get. The, the, the Yaris... Um what Super is, Freak or whatever. GT, GR, GR, GR1. Yeah. It's a European only so far. So far, but they say it's coming here. Yeah. Now, that that to me is just like, okay, open arms, um, fantastic. It may not last too long, but at least for now, it's a good point. So for Toyota fans especially, this could be kind of a diamond in the rough. There may not be that many that are sold. Um, the numbers are disappointing right now. And... The bottom line is that you can get a Corvette for around the same price when you, you know, build it up. All right. Honestly. Keep going, dude. What's your next one? Are we, are we got all yours? We, we got all mine, but all right. I, wanted, I wanted to throw in a couple others that are still being built and are about to go away. All right. Go for it. For those of you who are looking at a very inexpensive vehicles, the Sonic has just recently been... Yeah, the Sonic off. Turbo. That was that a... Sonic Turbo is a great little car. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And they're inexpensive. They're economical. 
it won't be one of those cars that overnight is going to be something worth money. It's going to take probably two decades. And they're fast and furious. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You, <laughs> no, at least they're fast-ish. They're, they're fast-ish, yeah. And they actually handle really good. I, I love those cars. The first generation of those cars, which had the kind of round headlights that looked angry, yep. I thought it was just a great-looking little car, too. Um, so it's just one of those I wanted to throw out there into the ether, let you guys kind of chew on that. We also want to, of course, hear your opinion in terms of something that we may have missed that would be considered a future collectible or a current collectible. You got anything else, Roman? Yeah, I got my list of cars I'm looking at always. All right. This is always the cars I'm looking to buy. So I'll start, I've divided into three different uh, categories, quirky, powerful, and off-roady. Off-roading. Okay. All right. So let's start with Corky. All right. Mm-hmm. Corky Honda Element. I think those are Honda Elements were a trip. Yeah, I think those are. I, I, go I think we should buy one for the studio. You know, they had a manual transmission of one of those. Yeah, as well. yeah, and they're with like all-wheel drive. They're kind of like the 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 Volkswagen Beetle, not Beetles, the buses of the '70s, right? They've got, yeah. got that reputation. They even have a camping version of that, where where you can, not from the car company, but there's uh, aftermarket companies you where pop. you begin the pop top and, and all that. I think that's the, so cool. And they had the sunroof in the back, so when, if you were sleeping in it, you could look out out of the stars. It's I put a cool. motorcycle, a 600cc motorcycle in one. Yeah. I pulled out the seats and I was able to put it in diagonally. Yeah, I know. They're, they're great. Yeah. Um, so, and they're going up in price. So if you find one, get it and hold on to it. Uh, next one I'm looking at is a Ford Flex. That one is not going up in price, but that's <laughs> like the beachmobile of the Ford lineup. I think it's actually like the next generation of Woody. It was sold like crazy in like Orange County, SoCal, uh, and Michigan, nowhere else. Yeah. Uh, and but for good reason. There, remember we took it and we towed with it in the mountains? That was one of the first videos you and I did. Yeah, that was a long right time Right when they ago. came yeah. out with EcoBoost. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, um, that car was pretty much like a, a wagon version of the, of the Taurus. Yeah. Right? Um, lots of extra room, uh, unusual roof design. I like the fact that Ford tried something different. But they never went all beach on it. You know yeah, what I mean? They, it was they slap-sided. Yeah, but they, they could have gone one step further and really made it something that was just really exotic and weird. And they never quite did. But it was a hell of a lot better than that Lincoln MKT that was yeah. based on... I couldn't stand that. I, and design. people won't remember Waterman. Michael Waterman, a guy we used to work with. <laughs> one, and he loved it. He was over the moon about it. Well, it had good power. Yeah. All right, should I keep going? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, the Nissan Juke. Juke. Uh, Juke. Nissan Juke, turbocharged, uh, four-cylinder engine. 1.6 liter. Right. Um, All-wheel drive. All-wheel drive with a CVT, but you could get a front-wheel drive version of that car for cheap with, once again, a manual transmission. Very rare. I think they only built them for a couple years in the States. But they do exist, once again, in Southern California. And they made them in some crazy colors. So there's like yeah. this bronzy color, which is... Abs- oh, and they made the roof different color, too. So you could get like a bronzy color with like a white roof would be really badass. Definitely had a, like a frog appearance to it, but it was unique. I'll give them credit. And then Very it had that, unique. had that like motorcycle tank. Yeah, in the center uh, yeah. console, as opposed to just a regular console, it looked like a motorcycle tank. Yeah. Uh, front seat comfort was pretty good. I drove one uh, from Los Angeles to uh, Denver. Yeah. And it was actually, it did fine. It, it had good power and decent economy. Um, back seat was miserable. Miserable place yeah, to no, be. Yeah, no, you don't want to be in the back yeah, seat. Yeah, penalty place to yeah. be. Uh, I would say uh, any Civic Si, because they're all manuals. So, like the ma- Civic SIs are so good. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. That recent model, that I should have probably put on my list, but I stopped building it last year. Yeah, it's it's in the sweet spot between the base Civic and the R, right? It's right in the middle. Such a rewarding little car. And it's it's up there with that Jetta GLI, but the reason I didn't mention it on my list is because 
they're not building it right now. So hopefully they will again. What a great little car. So rewarding. Now, I almost bought this next one because uh, I found it on Craigslist last week. I found a good example for actually way under price. It's the Nissan Murano Cabriolet. They only built like 7,000 of them in total. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I found one on Craigslist. It was black, which I hate, so that was a strike against it. The other problem with the Nissan Murano Cabriolet... Only there's one a, strike. There's a couple problems. First of all, <laughs> CVT. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when the top breaks, which they all do apparently, uh, yeah, they all do. There's no, there's no replacement parts for them. No, because they never could sell any of them because they're hideous. But they're unique. There's lots of unique things out it's there. It's got in the that world. kind of kind of weird like sunroof in the back, right? Oh. You got the regular rear window, and then there's a little sunroof over the top. So the rumor is, and it's never been, and, and there's two there's two different parties on this. Um, one says it's never happened. The other said absolutely happened. Is that Charles Gohn, former uh, head right, of because his wife loved it. That his wife, no, no, not loved it. She wanted one. Oh. She wanted a crossover that had a convertible roof. She didn't want. She wanted something that was very comfortable to sit in, so she wouldn't have to bend too much down or up to get into. And she wanted a convertible. So. Michel Gohn said, all right, yep, let's build a few and built just enough to make it work. And the engineering that was required to build that vehicle was insane. Yeah. They had to completely... For 7,000 of them. Yeah. The, <laughs> the entire platform was completely redone. Even the, like all the stress points for the engine and everything else had to be completely redone. They spent millions developing something that already existed with the exception of the roof that came down. And I would probably say hundreds of millions, but yeah, yeah. there's a lot of money that was yeah. spent. And uh, it, the end of it was it was a laughable vehicle that almost every single automotive journalist panned. Remember, once you make a vehicle convertible, you take the top off of it, you lose structural rigidity. And that thing did not handle well, it didn't sound good on the highway, it didn't get good mileage, it didn't have good power. I, I could go on and on and on, it was terrible. The reason I didn't buy it, we didn't. I didn't try buying it. Was because you had a sober moment. No, it wasn't because of any of those reasons. But we're, you know, we're not collecting cars, right? We're just kind of buying them and then making video series around them. What are you going to do with it, right? Nothing. Hey, one video. I bought the most, you know, unappreciated and unloved and mo- hated, the most hated convertible ever, right? And then what? Then what do you do with it? You, you give it to Tommy. There's nothing you can do with it. You're done with it. Well, actually, you know, and then the top we're, we're stupid enough to take it off road. Okay, say so take it off because road because it's all wheel drive. Yeah, but it's, it's the CVT, and it wouldn't work very well. No. And it, it's just it would embarrass itself, and there's no reason for it. Now, look, to be fair, um, go to Boca Raton, perfect place for that vehicle because they occasionally have storms where all wheel drive might be. How beneficial. about like a SoCal? Like a beach, you know, you throw a surfboard don't, in don't, there. Don't, 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 don't disparage my hometown with that vehicle. <laughs> no, you wouldn't don't, throw a surfboard in the... In the God, no. Okay. Are you kidding me? Because I'd be laughed right, off right, the street. Right. How, about, how about the next one? Okay. Would you throw a surfboard in this one? Uh, the uh, Range Rover Evoque Cabriolet. <laughs> I knew you. Same thing. It, it's better. It's, it's, it's better it's, than the Nissan. It actually looks... It, you know, the, the Nissan does not look good with the top down. No. But, the, look good down but the Evoque does look good with the top down. That, that, that it is, is a good looking car. Your, that, that is your taste. Um, I saw one for sale at the local Land Rover dealership yeah. like when we were buying the Defender. Mm-hmm. 54000 They have not come down in price. Because they only built a few. They just stopped making them last year. Yeah. yeah they, only, they didn't build that many of them. In, to be fair, and I did ride in one, uh, everything works. They, they can still go do light off-roading. They're probably one of the more off-road capable crossovers that are convertible. So you can say that. Um, the top works pretty good, and the backseat comfort is there. It's it's not a penalty box like it is in other convertibles. So those are the things I'll give it. 
And then if you actually want to use a crossover or utility vehicle for utility, you're completely out of luck, well, my well, friends. Look, no, come on. Got, no, let me finish here. It, it's hard to find a convertible that's or all-wheel or four-wheel drive, except for the Wrangler, right? Yes, which is utilitarian, too. Right, but th- So you've got two here that are actually all-wheel drive, because most convertibles are either front or rear-wheel drive. Yes. yes. But in this particular case, if you want to use it as a crossover, you're almost out of luck, because you can't... One thing about crossovers, they're hatchbacks, so... You yeah, can load, you're, you're losing all the utility. Oops, can't really do that. You have a little trunk. And also, you can't put anything on the roof. Why? Because it's... A convertible. All right, I'm going to give you three more really quick. Uh, okay. All right. Um, this is this this one Tommy wants. I think it's stupid, but <laughs> he, he thinks that he thinks this will become very collectible just because. If it's a Subaru Justy, I'm throwing stuff. It's not. Uh, he thinks it'll become very collectible because it it appeals to the nerd in him. The first gen Prius, the very first Prius. Well, didn't he grow up with one? Oh, Second he's gen. talking about the first, first gen. First gen. The one with that trunk. Yeah, the, not the hatchback, the one with the trunk. Oh, God, those they're, things they're are They're available idiot. here. You can get them. They're like, I think it's like the second gen. You get, the first gen was only in Japan, so this is like a gen and a half later that they yeah. came here. But it's got a trunk. Uh, they're all like 300,000 miles. They're dirt cheap. They're all like beat to hell. Uh, yeah, and their, their battery doesn't hold as much. No, the battery's dead. Or nearly yeah. dead at all that. And But you, they still get pretty damn good mileage. Yeah, let Tommy go ahead and buy that because it's complete and utter waste of money. What are we going to do with it? Exactly. And there's the, there's and, nothing. And in, I, that, in that same light, uh, mm-hmm. the Honda Insight, the first gen, right? The one. Ah, but the Honda Insight's a little bit different. Yeah. First of all, I know I'm manual transmission, Nathan, but honestly, you can get one with a manual transmission. But I'm talking about the very first, not the second gen, the very first one that had the covered rear wheels, right? Yeah, that's right? what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. That's the one I that has manual transmission. Clear, clear to our... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're actually handled really well. Yep. They had a VTEC technology and under it, the hood. It had stop-start. It was, they're still considered some of the most efficient vehicles ever made with a gas engine. They're pretty damn phenomenal, but, but that, see, that's a difference. That's passion versus logic. The Prius is much more logical, but if you have a passion, you really want to get that good mileage and still have something that's fun to drive, that's why you'd get the Insight. And, and I would uh, run fire and run fast from the second generation Insight. That was, oh, the second generation, forget it. Yeah, don't, don't, that's but the, the first word. generation is, is a cool. collectible car, I guarantee you, right now. Yeah, yeah. Honda, Honda Freaks, we call our friend Honda Pro Jason, I guarantee you he'll say, yeah, yeah, that's a collectible. Now, this one we will buy at some point, the next one. Mm-hmm. We have to, and we can do a lot with it. The Honda Previa all wheel drive. Oh my God, the remember, Previa! I forgot about that one. Remember the, the mid-engine? Uh, oh, I, the, the Previa, the, the one mid- of the, the futuristic-looking egg-shaped mid-engine minivan. Yes, it's which had drive. a variety. Well, there, that was one of the options. They had a supercharged version. Yes, they had once again manual. They did have a manual version. Very hard to find. They had all-wheel drive. It, the, one of the issues with the van is that the engine is underneath you and 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 tilted to the side. Very yeah, it's, difficult it's, it's, to service. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like this. It's sideways. Right. Yeah. Um, but those things are renowned for their longevity. The first generation regular, well, first generation, the, the regular Toyota 4x4 van and the Previa are both becoming rarer and rarer because they get, people are giving them to their teenagers and they're crashing them left and right. They're great vans. Oh, they're so cool on the inside. If you find one that's in good shape. That's a problem, Nathan. They all have like a half a million miles. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, at people this point, have been using them at this for point, outhouses. Yeah, they've been using them to like but transport. But every once in a while, you can find a diamond in the rough. 
Uh, by the way, when we're done with this list, I do want to suggest one because you keep you wound me by not, never mentioning it. All right, well, well, maybe I will mention it. Hold on. Okay, okay. The problem with the previews is people like use them to transport goats, dude. <laughs> I know. Seriously, they are they're so poorly. But but there are a couple out there. I, I, my old neighbor from my previous house, so going about seven years ago, had one in absolutely perfect condition. It was the all-wheel drive regular one, no power. But that thing was so well balanced, and in the snow, it was fantastic. And the interior was beautiful. So, so let me jump to my powerful list. Now, yes. this is one you should have, I think, included on your list, which is still being sold. I'm going to say any Hellcat Red Eye wide body. Um, I'm going to go with Charger and not Challenger. And I'll tell you why I'm going to go with Charger. Interesting. We, okay, go ahead. We, we, have, we, we own the Challenger. Uh, we just lost our Charger because they took it away from us. But I think you want the Charger because it's going to be rarer than the Challenger. I think the Charger is the less popular of the two because people want the Challenger, right? Which two-door. It is better looking versus the four-door. So the four-door is going to be rarer. Forget the Demon. that Those are already gone through the roof. They're, they were like 90 and now they're like 130 new. So forget that. But get... A current, and it's got to be the wide body, it's got to be the red eye. You want all 800 horsepower, right? 797. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you do want the four door, and I think uh, I would say you want the uh, well, manual, but the manual is really they hard did, to they drive. They didn't do manuals in the charger. Oh, 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 yeah. I'd keep away from the manual. It's almost impossible Fooey. to drive. Yeah. Fooey. And you, But you can only get the manual in the Challenger red eye, not the red eye. Um, uh, no, no. You can only get it in the Hellcat. You can't get it in the The, the one that's super collectible is the Daytona. Yeah, yeah. With, with, and I think it's B five blue. It's incredible. You know, that's one I would have loved to get. Uh, but I always forget. So you know, uh, we had the original uh, Challenger with the really skinny tires. This is a wide body, so it's running on three hundred fives, which are much, 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 much better. But get this, dude. I'm pulling onto the highway. Right. I'm mm -hmm. doing fifty miles an hour yesterday, and I floored. I still went sideways. <laughs> Even with the wider tires, it was hot as hell, right? So sticky tires, sticky pavement, I floor it, and the thing is still going sideways at 50 miles an hour. You know, I got to tell you, the, the other day, now I don't want to give away anything because I don't think the video's out yet with yeah. Andre and I at the racetrack, um, but that car is stupid fast. And, you know, you... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, we won't give it away, but you took it and raced things to TRX, so we won't yeah, say what happened. We won't say what happened. Very interesting racing. But that car is ridiculously quick, very well set up, and it handles. Yeah. Going around corners, it, it, they've, they've dialed it in and really made a decent handling monster. Yeah, okay, it's not going to handle the same as a Taycan, but it's still excellent for what it is. So my next car is any non-molested GTR, which is hard to find. Oh, good luck on that. And any, probably I'd keep away from the first gen. Those transmissions were pretty crunchy. Well, they also had a real problem with electronics, but. I mean, they're the, all first gen, but the first year of construction. The, the first, yeah. I think almost two years. Yeah. And then they yeah. redid, the one that you and I first drove yeah. was actually the one that replaced it. And they redid the transmission. And more importantly, they redid the electronic mapping. And it was suddenly a car that had this most awesome launch control on the planet still one of the fastest cars i've driven ridiculously good yeah uh, ridiculously I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the year that you want to keep away from so people know i'm going to look it up here yeah well while you're doing that um i i can say that when we got it just before then i drove the very first one uh in long beach california and there was this uh, like track area that was sort of set up and I, w I wasn't all that thrilled with it because it was really violent in, in the launch and I didn't have great control and I, I wasn't, it, it didn't, it wasn't endearing to me. Then I got, went to the second generation, well not second generation, but the, the later one with the better electronics and whatnot. What a difference. Oh wow, what a great car. And you can drive it all day long and pound it and pound it and it'll just keep on going. 
really, really impressive. And the other part that's really cool about that car, uh, I got a later one and brought it home. And I was able to put, at the time I had my little guy in a little car seat, I was able to fit it back there. So it actually has a little bit of utility, a usable trunk. It's far more logical than a lot of cars that it competes against. It's not perfect. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's also a vehicle that Nissan never really bothered to significantly update for years and years and years. Yeah, it came out in 2007. That's the one you don't want. Yeah. yeah. So, so 2007 think, to 2009. Those that's are the, those, two those, years, yeah, right? Those are the bad years. Yeah. yeah. And the next, the next, it's still one generation, but the next incarnation of it is 2010, 2011. That I was think a, we, you and I got like an 11 or a 12. It went yeah. up, they, they upped the horsepower by a little bit. And then by 2012, it went from 480 to 530. Yeah. And then the current one is 565. So you go way back in time on TFL videos. There's a place that we used to, a, cl a closed road area that we used to use for launches and we used that car and it flew that was a long time ago yeah so the other one that, that I w i've been looking for actually um and i might actually it might be it might be a sleeper so I'm, i shouldn't be putting this out there but i think it will become collectible and that is do you remember that uh not that long ago back in 2018 subaru did a 50th anniversary edition of the sti yes i do remember that i one. think that's a collectible that one. that definitely especially among subaru fans, fans yeah i think that's going to be very collectible so uh they've probably taken a good hit on depreciation now uh, I, I guess I well, I would imagine trader. that a majority of those have been purchased by you know kid racers who are going to screw around with them and not keep them stock. But if you're smart enough to keep it in good condition and not keep, molested and not molested and keep the miles relatively low, that could be a car worth you know doing some serious trading in the future. Subaru doesn't do a lot of limited editions compared to some of the competitors out there. You know, every once in a while they'll do a little this or a little that, but they don't really pound them out like some automakers who will have a special limited edition car that'll run a thousand models or whatever and suddenly bump it up. Even Volkswagen does more limited edition, I think, than uh, Subaru. I'm looking for one, see if I can find it, just to see how much. They, they were yeah. like 45K when they were new a couple of years ago. So I, I have to drill down here and got to get the special anniversary edition. It's taking me a little bit. Another one I would uh, say is a very collectible is any AMG station wagon. The crazy expensive, but my oh, God. Oh, here in the States especially. Any Mercedes-Benz AMG station wagon will just kill, 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 kill. There's one that it's not on either of our lists, and it's a little too old, perhaps, to be on the list, and that is, of course, the CTSV wagon. Oh, yeah. Cadillac. What a monster that was. What, 556 horsepower? Yeah. Manual transmission. You could get an automatic. Sounded like a Banshee. Was beautifully tuned. Um, they only built, like, 500 of them or something like that. They didn't build that many, so it's definitely a collectible vehicle. Unfortunately, uh, when I was in Los Angeles last time, which was two months ago, I saw one cruising down the road, and the guy put on, like, 22-inch wheels with no rubber on them and screwed up the suspension, and it was riding weird. That car you don't want. It's a silver color. Don't get it. If you if you happen to see it on the auto trader or whatever, I can't I can't drill down into that cup edition. Unfortunately, okay. it'll take me a little bit longer. The other one I was going to say is I've got my list here is the uh, I think it was called the Hawkeye. Was that like the twenty Hawkeye Hawkeye STI? Yeah, it had was it it had these like different headlights on it. Oh, and it had like some carbon fiber stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know enough I about don't it. I remember but, the name of that car. Though. Those are the ones that people want. I think it's either Hawkeye. As or... I said, it, it's really rare for Subaru to do special editions of their vehicles. Um, and one of the things that uh, you should probably look for in the future, because they are going to update, if not completely replace the STI, 
are the final editions will probably have some unique things going for them as well. So you know, keep an eye out for that. What else you got? Uh, so the next vehicle on my list uh, is actually a truck, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a Ford F one fifty Tremor. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely should be on the list. You know what I'm talking about, right? Not the current Tremor. No, no, no. He's talking about. The, so they built this street kind of oriented Tremor. Yeah, they took the EcoBoost, the 3.5 liter, uh, and made it into like a street racing truck. So basically, sort of, sort of, kind of. Yeah, it kind of took it. It kind of like followed in the Lightning's footsteps. Right, and that was the point. Yeah, the initial, the early Lightning we're talking right, yeah. about. So this was this didn't uh, last very long. We actually knew somebody, one of our fans, who got one and sent me some pictures. Um, it was a little bit more street savvy, had street tires, had some graphics on it. Yeah, it was quick, too. Yeah, it was, oh, it was really quick. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a huge seller. And they had a couple different versions of it, if I recall. But it wasn't one of those that lasted very long. And it was really unusual that they brought the name back and made a completely different vehicle out of it. Yep, yep. All right, let's keep going. Let's just jump off to the off-roaders now. I've got a couple more here. Uh, we'll, we'll end one that I think you'll find near and dear to your heart. But okay, let's start with... You're hurting me right now. Let's start with uh, the uh, first-gen short cab Raptor. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, they got rid of it, but I think it's collectible because of it. Yeah, and if you're thinking about it that way, they I think that the smaller displacement engine... It did have a smaller engine, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah remember, was it was a, what, what, we, we drove it, me, you, and uh, Don Bain. At, oh, yeah. at the Ford. Remember, it was orange? <laughs> it was orange. And um, Ford, you know, unfortunately at the time... Ford's it, a restaurant, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a restaurant here, and uh, quite a good one in uh, Morrison, Colorado. And we basically drove it around the block. Yeah. I mean, that was it. Yeah, that's all that was. And here we are in this Raptor, and it's just like... But they, they stopped making it, so they, they, you know, they only did the, the, the crew cab, right? Right. The, the, the bigger one, and they only went with the 6.2. But I think because it was only such a limited production vehicle, it might be collectible in, Rap- be. in Raptor world. Yeah, we, we had something like that on TFL bids too, didn't we? No, not a No, not, not, but not, we did have a first generation, but it wasn't that one. It wasn't. I think it was just a regular first gen with, right. the, with the 6.2. All right, uh, and the last one I, I put in here just for you, uh, uh, you know, another one we've had, 2006-2009 LR3, the most bulletproof. If you're looking for an old Land Rover, that's the one to get. Mm. Forget about the first time. Loves the first and second generations of discos. They're horrible. Twenty six. My, my first generation was awesome. It overheated. Okay, it did. It, 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 it everything failed on it. No, it would always come back. <laughs> it it, it had the British thing of no, no, no. I'm back. I had how many times did it leave you stranded? It never left me stranded. It just did really weird things where I had to get out and pray that something wasn't broken, and then it would get up and run again. Uh, yeah, that it, it had problems, but it was also. Very All right. capable All right. off-road. Guess the last truck. It's a truck that I have on my list. It's a Dodge. Oh, uh, oh Dakota. No. Fully. No, come on. Come on. The, Don't the, care. Dakota 5.9. Um, Don't care, Nathan. All right, all right. So Power it, wagon. Yeah. you got to get a power I, I wagon. I love the power wagon, but it's just I just don't see it as being collectible because they're building a ton of them. Uh, I don't think they build that many, actually. I mean, they, I, I I get a power wagon. I think I think it's I, I, I don't huge, have any argument with that. Hugely collectible. I and I wish to add to that because some of the vehicles on your list are older. So why not go to the final generation of the Mitsubishi Montero? Yeah, that's, that that's, was that's, such that's, a crazy. I'm I'm trying. I'm working on Tommy and Roman. Those are like three to five k all day long. You oh yeah, all day long. All and and. That they were revolutionary for the time, if you think about the fact that independent suspension, unibody setup, really capable off-road, Paris Dakar winning 
you know, recipe. Pajero in Europe. Uh-huh. And three-row, very comfortable SUV. Very, very impressive vehicle. Never had a lot of love in the States because sometimes as Americans we suck. You know, if I, if I was doing a Mitsubishi, I would do the final edition of the Evo, the FE. Yeah, but... If you can find one. If you can find one. This is a much less expensive those sat, option. Those sat on dealer lots for like three years after they stopped making them. Yeah, yeah. And when I remember when Mitsubishi just used to have such clout because they really did build performance vehicles all the way around. And once that went away, it really was the end of an era. Yeah. It really, really was. Yeah, they and just... Uh, sad. Hopefully um, they'll claw their way back, you know? I'm, Hey, we're all hoping. Yeah, we're all hoping that, you know, with electrification, it's like a clean slate. And they're, you know, they're one of the few that, that has done some interesting things. Early on with the iMeve, you know, they did some interesting things. They did, actually. They were ahead of the game to a certain degree, but they just didn't keep it going. And, you know, they've gone through a lot. They, they now have Nissan as sort of their um, parent company. And Nissan has deep pockets, so hopefully they'll help them fund and turn into something uh, like their former selves, something unique, special, and fast. I want to say that the, uh, is it the Outlander? Um, yeah, I think it's the Outlander plug-in hybrid is the only hybrid right now that has actual level three fast charging, which it is pretty may. crazy. It may. It does, yeah. It's the yeah. only one where you can actually do fast charging. Every plug not, not all pure electric. I'm talking about plug-in hybrids. Yeah. Every other plug-in hybrid does level two at best, mm -hmm. uh, and the Outlander does like, you know, the proper DC fast charging. It's got a pretty good size uh, battery as well, doesn't it? I mean, I forget. I want to say it's like 25 kilowatt hours, something like that. It's, it's nearly it's, the size of the one in my Nissan Leaf. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, there you have it, guys. Let us know in the comments below what vehicles we've missed, especially new ones that, that you want to buy. Yeah. The problem is, usually you got to hold on to them for like 30 years. That's a long time. <laughs> maybe 20 in some cases, maybe. Remember, there are some big changes coming, and you know, the reality is is that internal combustion is living on life support. So which of those would you get right now? What would be the one that you would go for? Uh, I'd I go for the NSX, but yeah. I can't afford the NSX, so it doesn't matter. Well, nobody can afford Well, none of us can yeah. afford it. I think that the Veloster N... Veloster N's a, good, yeah. Such a... I mean, it, and it's I agree. just a bargain. I like the J Jetta GLI, but the Veloster N is just something... You know, I would keep it in my garage and just use it occasionally and just have a ton of fun yeah. with it. Yeah, go for the Veloster N. Get it while it's... Uh, uh, still raw and unrefined. As yeah. always, this is Roman. And Nathan. Thanks Thanks for watching and check out uh, tflcar.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, then uh, thank you. And if you're listening to it as a podcast, thank you to all our Patreons uh, for making this possible. And if you guys want to help support the team, check out TFL on Patreon. See you guys later. Ciao. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.